Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of Wildcats and fans of Orange, I have put together a covert coalition of cheer aficionados. Our anonymous committee is so secretive that they like their drink shaken, not stirred. We've got experts from across the cheer universe, not angry coaches from AccuScore or wannabe know-it-alls in the comment sections. We've got the best coaches, choreographers, and thought leaders in the industry participating in this anonymous anonymous committee just to make sure we have every basket and every back handspring covered. This is the most honorable segment in all of cheer media. This is the Let's Talk Cheer ranking roundtable. Please welcome back to the show for the third time, the face behind cheer theory. Alex, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Jason. It's good to be back. Dude, glad, glad to have you back. This is super cool. We started off the show or this segment with Brendan, you know, choreographer, did this, did this, you know, and still super involved, you know, on the mat, like with routines. But for you with cheer theory, and actually real quick, tell the people at home, people living under a rock, what cheer theory is and what kind of information they can find on your website or Twitter page or, you know, Instagram, all that good stuff. Sure. So I look at cheer theory as a comprehensive website that closely follows World's Bay competition, World's teams, everything from placements to scores. And something we incorporated last year was our average score ranking. So we're looking at world's team scores across all weekends that are using the United score sheet. So it's given us a a different way to share and give perspective about how teams are performing across an entire season and not just in a single routine or a single weekend. And that's been super interesting to look at. And I'll reference that a lot with us today. Um, And then on a normal weekend, if you're tuning in to Twitter on Saturdays and Sundays, we're tweeting out compliments for all those world's teams and trying to hype them up and, you know, give them some credit for what they're doing, working hard at. So that's your theory in a nutshell. There we go. So you're perfect for coming on the show and like analyzing, you know, the cheerleader we're going to be talking about today. So let's hop in right into our top five teams in the country, according to the the committee. So coming in at number five, first time on the list, we have Stingrays Electric coming in at number four. First time again on the list, we have Cheer Extreme Senior Elite. Here we go. Back again, we have Cheer Extreme Code Black. Then we have again, first time on the list, Max Senior Stars. And coming in at number one, I believe they were number five last time. So we jump from number five to number one, Cheer Extreme Small Senior X. Now real quick, before we dive into this, there are times I, I remember I watched Stingray's Orange 2016, whatever that that year, I know she wasn't on the team, but when Angel Rice was on Steel, that year I watched, I remember watching Orange and I was at Worlds and I was sitting in the, the coaches, you know, right up front. And I remember watching Orange and that moment, they made me a believer. I was like, oh, I'm a believer of this team. Like this, I'm now an Orange fan. I watched Small Senior X at Majors, right? Right up front. Watching that routine, I became a believer. I'm like, I'm a believer. Not that I didn't believe before, but watching them just that up close and personal, I was just like, I'm a believer now. So um, that's our top five right there. And so let's go ahead and dive into, you know, what the committee got right, what they got wrong. And I'm going to start you off with this question right here. SSX voted number one by the committee. What is it about that routine that you think, you know, allowed them to have that number one spot? Sure. So I think SSX does a really good job at every single time they're taking the mat. It's going to be so close to perfection, which and, you know, living up to that standard every single time. And people talk about it all the time, where at at the Cheer Extreme Showcase, what you're getting from SSX is pretty much what you're going to get all season long. Like that is, and it's an amazing baseline that not many teams can achieve 
So when they hit the major stage, it doesn't surprise me that they're number one, because when you're looking at that routine, it is comprehensively good. And I was talking to somebody about the routine and I was like, you know, you watch it and just every single person you're watching, every single element of that routine is thought about. It's so it's a conscious decision. And something the person I was talking to mentioned was every single athlete is utilized. There isn't a single star to the show. It's everybody has a moment, whether it's a count or an a count or whatever it is, but it is, you know, it's doing a very good job at showcasing mm-hmm. everybody on the mat. And I think that, and once they said it, I watched it again. I was like, you're so right. It's like, it is just so comprehensively enjoyable to watch, which is amazing for a fan to experience. There you go. Yeah, they were. I'm still, I'm still starstruck. They were so good. Yeah. The baddest 22 sharks on the beach. So if you didn't see, I've said that like so many times recently because yeah. they showed down the majors thing. Yeah, I was just so impressed with them. Yeah, they're legit. They also like know what they're working with. Like they know they're super popular, and they, I mean, their theme was released what in like June mm-hmm. or July. You know, with a full with a full trailer, and so you have you just have people like clocked into like what you're doing all season long, and then you get to these big moments, mm-hmm. and you're incredible that. It's like, all right, you're getting exactly what you advertised. And yeah. it's very satisfying. There you go. Super cool. All right. So last month, Senior Stars, Max Senior Stars and Electric, neither one of them were in the top five. They both now cracked the top five for best team in cheer right now, ranking roundtable. What is it about those routines? And you can answer these. You can take your time on each uh, routine. But what do you think sure. it is about both of those routines that have allowed them to kind of crack into the top five? And we are back. This question comes to us from Coach Lauren, routine cleanup, staff, original choreographer, guest coach with a fresh set of eyes. Great question. And honestly, we do all three. Lots of cleaning up from our own staff. We'll bring back the original choreographers. We'll do coaches swaps within our program. And I'll do video reviews for our coaches and our teams. So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for a big event, I'd love to help you out. You send me your routine and I'll send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have done this for have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D. Two Summit Champion. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or on IG at Let's Talk Cheer Podcast. Link in the show notes. Sure. I mean, Senior Stars, incredible at the majors. I think that if you're, you know, I know when we voted on all of these routines. So, you know, you're coming off of that majors win and that incredible performance. And they also did extremely well at American Grand in Las Vegas. So you're scoring super high. You're, you, you know... Max, a couple years ago, like once the year that they won Worlds, like they figured it out, like it mm-hmm. clicked, like the like the way to build a routine, like the energy, you know, the type of routine that's going to do really well for them, it clicked. And I think that, you know, it shined super bright at majors and it was super clean. And I think the theme is like helping really well and their music's great, you know, shout out to Bode. <laughs> so 
I think one of the most interesting things about small co-ed is that it really is anyone's game when it comes down to the end of the season. And I think you saw that last year with Casey Cheer. The year before that, you saw it with Max. Like for so many years, it was Smoed, BSB. But but there always is, there always, in my opinion, has been a third team that has been, you know, able to like break in. And then obviously, you know, people have been able to win. So I think Senior Stars is like a reflection of that division being, you know, it's a super competitive division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with Senior Stars and the way that they perform, it is, you know, it's super fun to watch, but it's also like difficult and they have the, you know, they have the choreography, they have it all, you know? Yeah. So I'm not surprised to see them at number two. It's good about Senior Stars or what I actually really like about Senior Stars more than just the routine. Your routine's incredible, but I like for so long, like you mentioned, Smoed, BSB, you know, these these two heavyweights just going at it. And what I like about what Max broke through was that you could tell, you know, they're in the middle of Utah. What is going on in Utah? Yeah, like you're like, what is going <laughs> wait, on? Wait, I mean there? that. Wait, before someone, these 20 kids. Before someone takes that out of context, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you have Max Senior Stars, you have Weaver killing it, you know, you have, I yeah. don't know what happened to the water in Utah, but yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> but you have 20 kids. I saw this on ASGA one time, and I think Randy Dickey posted it, and he's like, as long as you have two coaches, and this was years ago, he's like, as long as you have two coaches and 20 kids who believe, you, you can anything. go and do anything that you want, you know? And that's like really what Max showed me, is that, you know, as long as you have two coaches and 20 kids who believe, you can go and do anything. And you don't necessarily have to have two coaches or 20 kids, but just like, if you have people in your circle, no one else matters in the entire world. The seven other billion people in the world don't matter. It just matters about those kids on those nine panels. As long as you have those kids and those coaches who believe, like anything can happen. And we saw them get so close so many years and just to see them crack through, you know, like you said, a couple years ago, and now they just look great. Like you said, they figured Mm -hmm. it out. And so super excited to see what they can do in the future. All right, so moving on to electric, and I want to bring up Code Black with this as well. Both of these teams, international teams, so the age grid has changed. Now, during the summer, everyone is going crazy because now they have this new bottom age of 18, and everyone is saying how they're not going to be able to field a team. But lo and behold, we have two teams in the top five who are considered the best top five teams in the nation. So what are your thoughts on the age grid and how this is impacting? How impressive is this? Or what what are your thoughts on that, Alex? Sure. I think it's super interesting to see what has happened. So on one level, you have a lot of teams who have moved out of the international divisions because they can't field those teams. But what we're seeing is the teams who are in these divisions and have been able to field them with people with athletes who are 18 plus, they're incredible. Like you are seeing a different level of confidence with these teams. And the teams I'm including here are Code Black, Electric, Lady Lux, Extreme Cheer Inferno. You are watching them and having an older team is not something new, but having them across an entire division is. And so when I'm watching them, there's a different level of confidence that an older athlete brings to the mat. You can tell it's probably not each athlete's first time doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, with that, you get so much more out of it. And you also like, not only are these, you know, they're older, but they're dedicated to a point that's different because, you know, an adult athlete has, you know, a million other things going on. So I think that with Code Black, there is a (laughs) true story. (laughs) Well, it's true, right? I know that someone's going to listen to that and be like, high schoolers have a lot going on too. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) 
So, you know, Electric and Code Black, I've texted so many people about those two teams together specifically saying, I cannot believe they look like professionals. It looks like professional cheerleading. And if I am going to show people cheerleading moving forward, I'm going to show them these routines. Like this is, you know, this is what cheerleading should look like. And if I was USASF, I would be doing everything in my power to lift those teams up and to make them the example of what is possible Mm -hmm. with this age grid. So, you know, kudos to them for like making it work. I mean, Code Black, like I literally have my notes here. I'm like professional cheerleading. And I know the Code Black athletes know that I'm a big fan of them because I won't shut up about it when when they're competing. But it is like you watch it and you're like, this is amazing. Like it's a, a very well done routine. And I right before this, I was telling you, I was watching Brendan's segment and I liked hearing his perspective on Code Black and how he wants these non-tumbling teams to push the limits with their building. Mm-hmm. I think Code Black does. I know what he's saying, but I think that they have pushed it to a limit that is, you know, it's, I love a clean, crisp routine and they're, you know, they're giving it to us. I mean, they're yeah. so consistent. They're so consistent. I mean, they're scoring over 97s um, on their uh, final event scores. I know they scored over 98 um, at least once. So big fan. Yeah. When I watched, when I watched Code Black this morning from there, from jam fest i was i really was like i that routine was incredible and like you said they look like professional cheerleaders mm-hmm. they look like people who've been on the mat before so you can tell like when you're you know me i coach kids all day right yeah. they're all kids that i'm coaching but when you watch cheerleaders who've been there who have they just have they present themselves with a different energy like we've been here before mm-hmm. you know like we know what we're doing and they understand what performance is like this is a show it's not just a routine and i'm just going out there but they they understand that they're putting on a show to the crowd. And that's what I got from watching Code Black. And real quick, shout out to Paige, who coaches Electric. We cheer together in college. So Amazing. so happy for Electric. Yes. They're in the top five. Now, real quick, we had a shout out to our sponsor, Evolve. Alex, I'm sure you've seen the rings. Designs by Santuan, right? Big, seen those, big right? fan of Santuan. Yeah, he's he's the man. We should, Santuan, let's get you on the show, man. Let's get you on the pod. We can talk some cheerleaders. Yeah, why isn't Santuan here? Where's your ring? Where's your ring? Yeah, it's in the other room. <laughs> I should bring it out. I don't have any I rings bring it because out. I never won yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, Santuan, those rings are brought to life by Evolve, the sponsor of this segment. So we have NCA All-Star Nationals coming up. We have, who else is coming up? What else do we get rings for? NCA College Nationals World Summit. Cheer Sports, another good one. All of those, you know, you get your ring, you win a championship, go to EvolveScholastics.com and get yourself a ring by them and uh, make it happen. So now I want to talk to you about teams that didn't make the top five. Now, this isn't to take anyone out of the top five. This is not to take anyone out of the top five, but just, you know, based on what you see and, you know, how you view cheerleading, what teams did you maybe expect to see in the top five or expect to see in the future in the top five? Cheer coaches, is your routine a hot mess? Okay, maybe not hot mess, but you know that if you're going to be competitive, you've got to figure out a way to get your routine cleaner. All right, well, my highly requested training, How to Clean Your Routine, is finally a digital course that you can purchase right now. So no more blah performances. Click the link in the show notes and get ready for crispy, clean routines. Sure. So I took a look at our average score ranking and obviously I watch a lot of cheerleading. So that's where I'm coming from. So South Coast Cheer Fearless, 
I'm a big Fearless fan. They have not had a deduction yet this season, which is incredible. <laughs> won the majors, you know, one American Grand have been incredible. I think they deserve to be on the top. I mean, they are probably the most consistent team in cheerleading at the moment across three seasons. So I think that's something to celebrate. I think, you know, if I had to hypothesize a theory, a cheer theory perhaps about why they haven't made the <laughs> haven't made the top five is, you know, over here on the West Coast, we kind of just hang out by ourselves, but they were at the majors. So there, mm-hmm. there goes that theory, but they're incredible. Um, CJA team guns have scored over 98s at all of their competition, both of their competitions so far. Absolutely incredible. You know, their routine's great. Top Gun Revelation. I mean, talk about a team that has been consistent now again for this is the third season. Um, I know we made these rankings before um, this past weekend and, you know, they had another, you know, they had the top score at all outgrown nationals and looked incredible with upgrades. So kudos to them. TGLC, I'm actually shocked has not come up in this conversation yet, but it's Mm -hmm. probably because they haven't competed very much yet. You know, they were incredible at all out. And then my favorite team of this season, like, I think with like my favorite routine is Spirit of Texas Royalty. I mean, I I think they were in the top five in your last segment, but wow, you talk about a routine that looks like, like it's just so well done and the way that they execute those skills, it is, it's it's crazy. Like their day two performance at ACA last weekend and their performances at Encore were just, Mm -hmm. so, you know, my caveat to, you know, them being so good is, you know, when you show non-cheerleading people routine, like they can not make it through the two minutes and 30 seconds without mm-hmm. getting bored. I showed people a couple weeks ago, Spirit of Sex's royalty, and they watched the full two minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. Like they were in it. Yeah. So there is. Yeah, I love that. They could they could be the people's team. Yeah, I I really like royalty. That's another team that made me a believer. That's another team. We have a girl that I coach who loves royalty. She's the biggest fan. She's her, her favorite team. And I'm like, yeah, I like you know. So I watch them sometimes. But watching them alive, I'm like, I'm a believer. I really, I'm a believer now. Some other teams you mentioned, Fearless. I I'm re- I really thought after Fearless's performance at the majors that they were going to be top five. They did get a handful of votes, just not enough for the top five. So I'm I'm waiting for Fierce to crack the top five because they really are. And I think you're right about just kind of hanging out by ourselves on the West Coast. We're here on the West Coast and you guys don't show the West Coast love. It's also it's also so expected of them like when they mm-hmm. do what they do. Yeah. It's just like it's an expectation that's like, okay, they're just being fearless, which is an, <laughs> which is like, it's a nuts thing to say when yeah. you're like, okay, that routine was perfect. And so were the 20 previous to that. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who else did you mention? I can't remember who else you mentioned, but you know. Team Guns. Team gun, Dude, CJA, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're competing this weekend. So maybe they'll crack the top there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. There was one more thing I was going to say. Oh, we did not bring up Senior Elite. And unless you have something specific to say about Senior Elite, there's one thing I will say about Senior Elite, not just Senior Elite, but Cheer Extreme in general. Three teams in the top five. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, right? Like, that's ridiculous. So just shout out to Cheer Extreme as a whole, you know, Senior Elite, just doing great things. Anything else? Anything else we, we left off that we need? We still need to talk about? Or does that complete our ranking roundtable? Uh, so one thing I will say about Senior Elite, it's, I mean, you're talking about probably the most popular popular team in cheerleading, you know, across, Mm -hmm. you know, not just on Twitter, but like everywhere, you know, everyone knows Senior Elite and, you know, they're giving their fans what they've asked for and their majors performance was, you know, exactly what they needed to do. 
I think it's super interesting that Senior Elite, in my opinion, is laying super low this season. Majors is the only mm-hmm. competition that we've seen them compete at. Like, like they haven't even made it onto our rankings yet because they haven't mm-hmm. competed on the United score sheet. So super interesting to see that. Well, they probably compete on the United score sheet, but not at a World's Bid competition. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was thinking about that because some of the other large senior teams have gone against each other other times, but not Senior Elite yet, other than Majors. Yeah. But, you know, it's a beautiful routine. You know, Miss, Miss Courtney Pope knows what she's doing. There we go. Courtney, let's get you on the show. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> Anyway, Alex, thank you for coming on the show. You're the man. We appreciate you and you're welcome back anytime. Thanks, Jason. Nice talking to you. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parents' perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week. 